But, you know, when it comes to actually having a team there, then, you know, the key thing is that everyone is clear in what they have to do every day. So, I mean, it starts from the business owner having clarity around the vision that they they want for the business, clarity around what the, what they're in business for, the whole purpose around the business, right down to what they're doing every day. So when you've got a team, if they're not focused on exactly what it is they've got to do every day, then they're just coming and going and, you know, getting paid for it. Welcome to the Art of Communication, where entrepreneurs learn to grow their business more effectively through mastering their ability to connect to others. Whether you're looking to increase revenue, widen your network, or just getting others to buy into your vision, we'll help you dramatically transform your business and life by communicating more effectively, improving your leadership skills, and reinvesting time back into your family. You're only one good conversation away from transforming your business and your life, so let's start the conversation with your host, Greg Rice. Have you guys ever had a prospect tell you yes? but then disappear off the face of the earth. Or maybe you've given someone on your team very clear instructions just to find out that they actually did the opposite. I know that I've struggled with these challenges more than I would like to admit. And I really wanted to learn a better way to read my customers, my team, and the most important people in my life so that I could communicate with them more effectively. And the most powerful way that I found to do this is to learn to read body language and micro-expressions. You see, their body and expressions will tell you the truth about how they really feel, even when their words do not. It's an incredibly powerful skill to learn, and one that I want you to learn. And that's why I partnered with the leaders in body language training for business people to offer you a free six-week e-course on body language and micro-expressions. In this free course, you'll learn what micro-expressions are, why are they so powerful, how to spot them, and then how to read them. You'll learn how to make accurate readings, which is so important. You'll learn body language with a big focus on positive body language to understand when things are going really well. You'll learn how to read minds in real time and actually see a demonstration of this. And maybe most importantly, you'll learn how to spot lies and so much more. These folks have trained over 50,000 business leaders, and the work has been published in the Harvard Business Review. The concepts have been proven to boost EQ by 10% and sales by 20%. So this is really powerful stuff, guys, that you'll definitely want to check out. So you can sign up for your free six-week e-course at bodylanguagemastery.gregjrice.com. Again, that's bodylanguagemastery.gregjrice.com. And make sure you guys go check that out to ensure that you're never left wondering what happened to that sale or why your team member did the opposite of what you expected them to. What's up, guys? Today, I got to interview Paula McNichols. She's the founder of Lean Team Strategies, where she focuses on helping small business owners get their lives back, but while also still having greater success in their business at the same time. And when we sat down, we talked about the keys to driving greater productivity. And interestingly, why communication is at the center of that and why it's the most important ingredient. And she broke down for us specifically how she teaches her clients to leverage communication to get their lives back back. So if you're currently running a business, but you can't find enough time to come up for air, you can't find enough time for your life outside of your venture, you need to take a listen to this episode. Paula, welcome to the Art of Communication. Really excited to get to talk with you today. Hello, Greg. I'm glad to be here. 
Absolutely. So talk about a lot of great topics around communication, but I'd love to just get started by understanding how you got started. How did you get started in kind of the coaching and, and lean consulting side of things? Well, that goes back to when I was working in the automotive industry back in the day, like 20 years, 25 years ago now. Um, I started out in Rolls-Royce and Bentley and then I moved to Jaguar Land Rover. But what I found, I suppose the roles that I was involved in uh, were very much around kind of turning departments around or working with teams to help them in their work group solve their problems, things like that. You know, so I knew that, you know, I was working to my strengths. I was enjoying that. You know, it was almost like being a culture and a consultant within the business. So I knew then that, um, you know, that's what I wanted to do more of. So I was working there in the UK and I moved over to Ireland. Now, it would be 13 years ago this year. That's when I, I really wanted to start my own business then anyway, because I, I knew that this is what I want to do, the whole consulting and coaching side mm-hmm. um, with, with smaller businesses. So that's how it really got me started in it. And, you know, I've been working now within this business now for, for 10 years and working with a lot of the smaller businesses. So coming from the corporates, I'm able to bring some of that big business thinking into smaller businesses to, to give them the benefit of um, maybe what the bigger businesses already have. Yeah. And, you know, I've worked with a lot of entrepreneurs in my day as well of smaller businesses. And I know one challenge that they're always facing is there's not enough time in the day. Right. And I'm curious of your thoughts on why so many entrepreneurs struggle to build their business the way they want to, but also enjoy their lives and enjoy their family. Why does building a business take is why is it all consuming? And, and is there a better way to do it? Well, that's right. Because <laughs> they, you see, the thing is, as they grow, I mean, it starts off, you know, with all good intentions but you know they're going to start the business because it's all about designing the life that you you want you know you're your own boss you're not answering to anyone you know you can pick and choose the hours you want to work but of course as your business grows and you get busier you become a victim of your own success then because you start to work all the hours and then you start to bring people in you start to hire a team but what happens most of the time is that those just not able to delegate to these people. So they still end up doing everything themselves, even though they've got a team to help them out now, you know, because they struggle with that whole delegation thing. So what happens then is there's not enough communication. This is what we're talking about today, which then causes a lot of problems in the business. A lot of fires start. They spend all day fighting fires. So they end up working all the hours. So they can't get you know what they want to get done because the problems are just growing and growing and that and and that is what a lot of small business owners are facing every day so with all the good intentions to grow the business they're finding they don't have the time to do that and be able to design the the business they want because they end up just working all the hours trying to solve all the problems and and the problems they probably end up having with the people as well yeah i know i've suffered from that as well where you know i was really good at doing the thing but once I started leading other folks and doing the thing, I couldn't teach them how to yeah. do the thing without doing it myself. And I couldn't yeah. teach them how to make it to the level I wanted it to be at. You know, So I've really struggled with that as well. And I'm curious to get your thoughts on the importance of communicating effectively in the context of being more productive and, and helping your team do the thing better rather than you doing the thing. Yeah, yeah. 
well like say that's that's uh that's huge. Communication is one of the, the key drivers of the productivity. If you've got a team, I mean, never mind. I mean, you might not even have a team. Before you even had a team, you've got to make sure you've got good communication. And you say, well, what are you talking about now? You're talking about us talking to ourselves. You've, you've still <laughs> got to communicate well with suppliers. You've still got to communicate well with your customers. So you've all that to think about. But, you know, when it comes to actually having a team there, then, you know, the key thing is that everyone is clear in what they have to do every day so i mean it starts from the business owner having clarity around the vision that they they want for the business clarity around what what they're in business for the whole purpose around the business right down to what they're doing every day so when you've got a team if they're not focused on exactly what it is they've got to do every day then they're just coming and going and you know getting paid for it they're not working towards something so it's most important to um, communicate and have these conversations with the people in order to make sure that they're all aligned and motivated towards those goals. So what does that look like? Is that a daily conversation or how, how do we execute that in, in, in practice? Well, I always do encourage them to have a daily meeting. And, you know, really that is to make it a formal forum for communication really so that uh, you can review you know how we are performing you know in this particular department with this particular team of people how we're performing um how did we do yesterday what is the plan for today and working a way to do that one of uh, my clients did not have this daily communication when i first uh, was speaking when i first started working with him he just said you know all day long, people are coming to me. Questions, questions, questions. I sit down to do something in my office and that door never stops opening. Um, I was speaking to him one day, it was uh, one o'clock and he said, the door has opened 17 times today. Wow. So I said, look, do you know, try having a five minute, a five minute meeting in the morning with the team to say, okay, these are the orders we've got in today. So this should take you x amount of hours and you know work away when we've done this we'll do this just talking through the day five minutes and getting off there many of their questions there and then and he said you know miraculously he said all his time was freed up then from people coming in and out he could actually focus on what he wanted to get done because he sorted that out in the first five minutes of the day and they just worked away they they had the focus they knew what they needed to do they just went away and did it rather than coming through to him, what do I need to do next? Or what should I do with this order? It, really, it just made, it's something very simple, yet really, really effective. Imagine you get some pushback when you first bring that up, like, oh, another meeting, right? We already have a thousand meetings a day. But ideally, I guess that shorter five-minute meeting maybe cuts down on some of those other meetings that you're having because you're able to every day get the beat on that vision that you're trying to achieve together. Yeah, well, that's exactly it. I mean, the truth be told, there's not many formal meetings going on in small businesses anyway. I mean, the death by a thousand meetings does tend to happen in corporates. There's mm-hmm. no doubt about it, you know, and every meeting's got to last an hour. I mean, who came up with that rule? <laughs> you, know? <laughs> but, um, you know, really, the meetings that you may end up having over fires that are out of control, you, you can avoid them by having the simple five minute meetings, really, just setting the agenda for the day and, and getting people aligned with. A, what it is we're here to do and 
you know, you can throw in a bit of recognition there, a bit of coaching. So you can, you can do a lot in five or ten minutes. And um, you, you don't have to do that for the rest of the day. You know, you might be checking in. You might want to check in with them halfway through the day or at the end of the day, whatever suits your business. But, you know, it gives them a regular point of contact with you where, you know, they know they're having it. It's consistent every day. So if there is any concerns, they can bring them up then. You know, you don't want people to have these concerns, know that these problems, but not have the forum to communicate with it with you about it mm-hmm. other than the ones that are just coming and going to you all day long so mm-hmm. you know you're picking up on the things in a in an organized manner i suppose but yeah, yeah. <laughs> i guess you kind of have to put aside a part of that meeting for folks to share concerns ask questions because there's going to be you know if they know they're talking with you for this five minutes every day and they might not see you again like they're going to bring all their questions to that meeting but you might have 10 people with five questions a piece so you have to be able to manage that yeah yeah well the thing you see if you catch them while they're small it ends up not being a really big deal to actually address these things can be addressed quite easily and quite quickly so you know they do know they've got that opportunity but I suppose when you first start it it tends to be more mm-hmm. you know problems that they bring than they you know once they get into the rhythm of it and they're getting things solved they're getting the everyday stresses and frustrations sorted out there's less kind of questions or problems coming up around specific issues but more around you want to be encouraging them to come up with more solutions and improvements and you know other ideas but it, because it's in place, you know, people get used to talking. They get used to having that conversation. You know, you can use it to get to know the people a bit better, to start to make connections with the people, which, you know, is very important in, in understanding what drives them and what motivates them and where their strengths lie. So you can use them to the best of their abilities because, you know, people enjoy the work more if they're being, you know, their potential and their strengths are being tapped into. So, you know, you can always use that opportunity um, mm-hmm. then to have that connection with them, which, assume, you know. I assume one of the keys is to prepare for that meeting, right? I think if you have five minutes, you got to spend a good bit of time preparing about, well, what do I want to communicate in this five minutes to make sure that we're on the right path today? Uh, so it's not just kind of come in and wing it every day. There's a preparation that has to go into it. Yeah. Well, if you have a good management system in place in terms of, metrics measures how their process is performing do you know like kpis Mm -hmm. you know that they have to achieve x amount of orders that day or you know whatever their their the mission in that department is get these reports done or get these you know whatever whatever they are actually doing if you've got that going in the background then you know you're talking around that you know so if you're talking around a board for example then you know they gather around and you're talking about various data around the board how did we perform yesterday how we're gonna uh, what what we got to do today this is the target we need to achieve or you know in a virtual world people are coming up with their google sheets or their monday.coms and various project management software maybe mm-hmm. and so that gives a, a focus of a focal point really around the performance which is linked to the goals so if you're going to have that in place, then it's going to make it way easier. You know, you're really just using that as your your point of communication. So I wouldn't say there was too much. You need to be aware of, you know, if, you, if you're looking, if it's very visual, you, it, it tells you what the problems are and where they are and, and what's being done about it. If you've got a good enough system in place, 
but that's what you know I suppose that's what I'm there to help businesses to do is to put that system in place so they always know are we ahead or are we behind if there's a problem what's being done about it who's doing it and by when you know you always want to have that visible every day so when you're going down there that's already up there on the board or that's already up there on the system it's just a case of you being there for any support that they might need with that they should be working away anyway so it's really critical to uh, set that vision know where you want to go before you start putting the meeting in place right you have to set your goals have a vision for where you want to take the business and then the meeting becomes just kind of the the framework for how you get there that's interesting now you mentioned systems some and i know that you talk a lot about how you connect social systems with kind of technical systems so i'd love for you to share a little bit about what you mean by that i suppose it's a bit like what we've, we've just been talking about there's a lot of people that you think that the, their computer system that they are putting in place is going to be the answer to all their problems. Mm. They're going to automate this or they're going to put in this ERP system. You know, in doing that, then, you know, all their problems are going to go away. No, what that system's actually going to do is actually expose a lot more of these problems. So you know what they are. <laughs> but that's all it does. It doesn't solve the problems for you. It doesn't tell you what the root causes of the problems are most of the time. You need people for that. So this system is going to say, okay, we are you know, way off target. We've had this, this, and this problem. Well, the social system attached to that is we want to then go and speak to the people about that and say, okay, so we have these problems. You know, This is what we've identified in the process. So what is going on there? What are the problems that you've been having with this? Are there any solutions that you have around there? You know, what do you think about that? You know, we're just, we're, we're trying to get the communication, you know, going with the people who are working on the process. So, because uh, they're the best ones to solve problems. You know, you don't try and solve a problem in the conference room. Mm-hmm. You have to go to the place where the problem is and start talking to the people there. So it's making sure that you've got that, that social element to it. So including the people, not just looking at computer screens all day long going, what's going on with my business? Speak to the people. Like you're saying, you can do that with your regular communications and go down there and discuss these things there and then at the call face, you know. Mm-hmm. It's a great point. Technology never solves a problem on its own. It tends to just create more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was definitely garbage in and garbage out, but you know, that's why you need to have these things implemented but correctly. But at the same time, it is it is a way of actually understanding what the problems are, but you do need then people's creative abilities to uh, solve them and come up with with improvements into the in the future, driving the business forward. Always remember to be tapping into your people for that for that. Don't Indeed. think that it has to be all you all the time. That's the business owners think they have to have all the answers to all the problems. Well, yeah. that's not the case at all. You just need to be asking the right questions in order to get the answers. Yeah, and that's something that I actually did want to talk about because I'm sure, especially in small business owners where the individuals built the business themselves from the ground up, it's hard to get them to turn over the reins and trust somebody else to make some of those decisions for them. So how do you go about convincing them that they have to give up some of that control if they want to get some of their life back well that that's the focus isn't it it's like well what is it you do want you know what 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 do you want for your business how is your time best being spent you know if you can get someone else to do these things that you are doing 
then you know you can free up your time to do the things that you want to do Mm -hmm. and even though initially that might be hard for you to do to train somebody and to get them into the competence that you're up to you know they're not going to be faster straight away it's so hard to get people to change in that that way the the mindset around that the fact that it's going to oh it's so much easier to just do it myself Mm -hmm. I can do it you know as twice as fast as anyone else so why why am I giving it them and they'll take longer but you know you've really got to get out of that if you're gonna have any chance of growing the business and focusing on the things that are going to grow the business then you have to let go and there is ways of being able to you know delegate effectively using you know your standards your checklists your videos these days videos are great for training people you know if you Mm -hmm. can just you know, it's not like you have to be there all the time with them. They, they can study that video and, you know, they can they can um, perfect that process over time and be as good as you, maybe even better. <laughs> but you've got to give them the opportunity so that you can focus, you know, as the business owner and the things you want to focus. And if that is spending more time with your family, then that's great. Yeah. Like say, I have plenty of the business owners that would have the small families that, that want to spend more time with them they go look you know free me up a couple of days there or I want to do the school runs you know or I want to finish early on a Wednesday to go to the, the son's football match or whatever so and you can do that yeah I don't, that's not difficult for me to sort out for people you know for it's, sure uh, yeah. yeah they, they kind of know what they want to do and like they want to spend more time with their family but you got to get the belief in them that the path to doing that is teaching somebody else to do what you do so well. And, yeah. you know, part of teaching somebody, I think, is the ability to give really constructive feedback. So yeah. I'm curious if you have any tips for how to give feedback in a way that helps the other person, right? Rather than harms them, obviously, or doesn't progressively move you towards your goal. Yeah, well, it's a good point because leaders, you know, business owners, leaders, they do have to learn how to communicate to mm-hmm. their teams in a way that isn't confrontational like for example i'm working with a car dealership at the moment and they were saying you know they started measuring like i said before the metrics what's going on in this department so in the service department they weren't their efficiency was not good enough they were off target so um, they went to them and they said with the efficiency you know it's uh, it's not on target you need to improve (laughs) so when we had the session yeah and he said you know I just I'm not getting anywhere with them I just keep I said well what exactly did you say well I went down there and I said they had to improve and I thought well that might that might be the issue because you know you don't go down there and say this 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 you know this metric you're not performing as you should be you need to improve lads this isn't good enough because like that's probably the first time they've ever seen that metric. <laughs> that's the first time. That's the first they've heard of it. That uh, apparently they're not up to the job. But no, it's not at all. You need to be focusing on the process itself. Like what's going wrong there? You know, you need to explain to these guys in the service department. Okay, this is what we're trying to achieve. So what we're going to do is we're going to measure it and we're going to find out like where we're at with it. And then what I want from you is some of the problems, some of the issues that you're coming across that's stopping you from, from meeting that target. You know, what are some of these stress, stresses and frustrations and delays? 
you know, in the process, because we want to do something about that. We want to help you to be able to be better. And just communicating in that way, oh, well, yes, we have a problem. We're always waiting for parts. Right, okay, parts department. <laughs> Suddenly, <laughs> shift to the parts department. <laughs> in this, case, this, is, this is what they were saying, but it's like, oh, no, communicate with the parts department. Get them together, what's going on? Parts department said, well, actually, I don't get the plan from the service advisor of what parts we need for the day in time for me to get the parts ready for the gas so you know you start to look into these problems and you find out what's going on and it's all like it's around communication we're not communicating in the right you know the right things to the right people at the right time so that they can be you know timely uh, and get everything ready so that the the guys can be performing uh, to the best of their abilities in order to meet yeah. the targets so you know if you start to think about all that scenario it's not just a case of saying to the guys you need to be doing better. You need to improve. It's just not good enough. Mm-hmm. It's a whole different approach that leaders need to be taking in doing this in order to find out what the problems are. Again, you know, it's about exposing the problems and then getting the people themselves to come up with, well, what are the root causes behind those problems and what can we do about it? What are some of the solutions? You know, we need to be able to be tapping into those people to find out. And it is all about communication. Mm-hmm. We don't just look at this and go, well, the, uh, we've just not got our people. We, we've, we've just not got good enough people. And, uh, again, accusing them of being lazy or whatever. It's not the case. It's usually to do with the system, which then usually is to do with communication, which then is usually to do with leadership. Mm-hmm. And it all comes back to you. Very true. Very true. And I, I think it's about coming, uh, like to sum up what you said, it's about coming to the situation with your investigator hat on, not your accuser hat, to get on the side of the table with them and explore together what the issue is. Maybe it is in their performance somehow, and then you can coach them up. Or maybe it is something else that you didn't even see underlying that that challenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, the, the performance aspect, you know, if you're saying, oh, well, it is definitely down to their performance. A lot of the time, that's not having that clarity, though, around what it is they need to be doing. Mm-hmm. You know, I've Good not point. been specific about the steps in the process or the task at hand or the fact that it needs to be done by this time. If it's to take 90 minutes for services, then they need to know it's going to take, that it needs to take 90 minutes. So they're working towards that. If you're not really giving them a target, they can take all day about it and they will. You can always make whatever you need to do last all day. You know, if you've got six jobs to do or 10 jobs to do, they will fit that time allocated for sure. either sure. way, <clears throat> unless, you know, you've got something you're working to. And that's usually where it falls down. It's not having that clarity. You know, when I said going back to the other guy in the daily communications, when he said, OK, we've got 50 orders to process, that means we should have them done by two o'clock, at which point we will move on to do this. Now, before he was saying that, they were taking all day to do those 50 orders because that's all we thought they needed to do mm-hmm. so it goes right back to having that clarity again yeah so and that I, clarity and consistency and communication is key to the yeah so i was going to ask you about the three c's <laughs> i've been slipping them in all the time there you see but that's basic see when you're talking about productivity you're talking about these three types right mm-hmm. in my book which is you know your personal productivity 
which when you talk when you hear about productivity usually people that's what people are talking about they're talking about oh it's about time management and things like that well you know that's just only one small part of it is your personal productivity and how you manage yourself and manage your time and what you're focusing on but then there's the people productivity so that comes into the whole you know your team and them mm-hmm. knowing what they're doing at one time and then there's the process productivity so again you're looking at how productive that process is did we get that amount of parts done or orders done or jobs done in that amount of time so you're talking about your personal productivity mm-hmm. your process productivity and your people productivity so where does the three c's come in my three c framework um is that you're applying that you have to have these three things in, in each of those areas so you have to have clarity and consistency and communication so as i said before clarity around what it is you're trying to do so that is as high as what the vision is what the purpose is or right down to what it is you're doing every single day every minute of the day mm-hmm. and then the consistency around having those systems that are designed to produce the results that you want you know so it's that consistency in you know standards having checklists of people knowing exactly what they need to be doing at any one time and you get a consistent output and then of course communication is having that engagement with the team which is <laughs> pivotal pivotal for them to be able to be at their most productive and you know solving the problems and driving the business forward you know you've got to have that engagement with the people very important and try and get as many of them engaged as possible for sure. Yeah, no, I love the three C's, obviously, but I also love the way you think about it on three different levels, the personal productivity, the team productivity, and then the execution productivity of whatever the process is. And yeah. applying them to each of those, I think, is just a really powerful framework to think about. Mm-hmm. It helps me organize some things in my own mind that was kind of that were kind of jumbled before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. Just a few more questions I like to ask everybody who I have on the show. The first one is around the power of conversations, right? So I'm a big believer that just one conversation can change the whole trajectory of your life. So I love to ask people on my show if there's one important conversation you can point to in your own life that had a big impact on the path you ended up taking. Well, Greg, I know you do ask this a lot of people. So, you know, you really have to think about this one, don't you? And I suppose when I think about it, you know, I can go back 20 years to when I was working in Jaguar Land Rover. Back then, this whole public speaking thing was, yeah, I, I just simply couldn't do it. I mean, the thought of having to stand up there, I, I was made to stand up there in front of, like you say, the senior management team, and I just went blank. I could stand there and not, you know, like in Dragon's Den, or I suppose Shark Tank, I suppose, over here, is over in the States, you know, and people just suddenly stop because they can't think what it is they've got to say that was Mm -hmm. me like I just couldn't do it and I didn't want to do it and I resigned to the fact that you know this was it for me don't ask me to do anything of this kind because I'm not going to do it but because I'd had that experience in the boardroom (laughs) the general manager he took me aside and he, he had the conversation with me and basically said that you know in not Tackling this issue, I was limiting my career. And this this was a key skill that I, I needed to, you know, work on and to master. Although I was like, I'm never going to do it. I don't want to do it. So I realized I was holding myself back. Mm-hmm. And he was telling me, this is, this is already affecting your career. 
if you can't, you know, if you can't do this, then you're not going to get the opportunities that you could do. And he recognized in me my potential back then. Do you know? I mean, there was at the beginning of my career there, I was there 10 years, and um, he recognized there was some potential in me that I was throwing away by not doing this. So I got some coaching, mm-hmm. <laughs> I did practice, and do you know, it was hard at first, but I suppose. He had the faith in me and he, you know, he got me to face up to the fact that I needed help with this. And um, he kept putting me in these situations and I hated him for it <laughs> at first. But, you know, the more I did it, the more I got used to it. And in the end, I mean, I love speaking these days. That's you know, awesome. so over that time, within a couple of years, I suppose, I got into it. And he kept throwing me in. He kept throwing me in front of all the visitors from all over. You know, the Ford Motor Company would come and he'd throw me in there. And <laughs> until the point at which it was just second nature. And I love a speaking gig now, <laughs> Greg. I love a speaking gig. So, you know, thankful for him to take the time to not just leave me to not reach my potential, but he took, mm-hmm. you know, had that conversation with me was made me realize but I I was in my own way and unless I addressed that you know I probably wouldn't be sorry today talking to you Greg yeah yeah I think that's example of a great leader right there and as we talked about earlier you know how do you provide constructive feedback that's feedback Mm -hmm. that's hard for you to hear initially but given in a way that helps you progress and and get better And it made a serious positive impact. And I'm a big proponent of coaching for sure, because I think investing in yourself is the best investment that you can make. Yeah, yeah. And I was lucky that I could get the coaching through, you know, the company at the time. Yeah, yeah, Oh, definitely. So second question Mm -hmm. for you, as you think about your journey and all that you've accomplished, if there's one communication skill that you could have had in more abundance that would have made it easier for you, what would that have been? Well, I mean, I've just mentioned one there, I suppose, (laughs) was uh, one of them from early on you know like 20 years ago but I suppose starting out my business though coming from a corporate background and then now here I am with my own small business Mm -hmm. I'd say the skill that I had to learn which I just simply didn't have was all around the whole sales and marketing piece how to communicate what it is you do Mm -hmm. you know and, and talking you know yourself the sales coaching element of it you're talking about the benefits and all had no clue had no clue of that Greg I used to then you know go places and go to networking and there I was all technical jargon features (laughs) you know I had no idea and if I had have known that I think I could have (laughs) accelerated on a bit bit faster than I did Mm -hmm. (laughs) instead of bamboozling with people going what on earth does this scale do But um, sure enough, <laughs> I had to learn in the end I, uh, for people to be able to know what I did and be able to experience the transformations that they do get. So, yeah, if I'd, if, if I'd have clocked onto that a little bit earlier then. <laughs> and I'll tell you, I think that's especially hard for new entrepreneurs to do. Like they, they have a vision in their mind, like other people will understand this. But you have yeah. to think about concretely, how are you going to communicate that message? What's your mm. elevator pitch? How do you communicate yeah. it in a minute or two if you just meet somebody for a few minutes? And that can be really valuable, just clarifying what you're doing and how you deliver value. Mm. Yeah. And I was just talking about lean, lean, lean. And I never talk about lean now because people go lean, switch off. That's nothing to do with me. That's mm-hmm. corporate. That's manufacturing. It's not at all. But we're not going to go there because... 
people aren't interested in finding out about the intricacies of lean. It might be some of the methodologies that I use, but you no, know, people want to know what the outcomes are, you know, and this is, you know, what I can help them with. So yeah. I stopped talking about that a long time ago. It's really people don't want to know how it's done. Just make sure it gets done. <laughs> such a critical lesson, such a critical lesson. So last question for you, who is the best communicator that you know, alive or dead, you know, know them personally or know of them? And why do you say that about them? Well, I had to have a think about this one. And the, you know, the one that kept coming back to me all the time was um, someone we know mm-hmm. who has been on this podcast before. <laughs> Indeed. And it has to be Lee Tunnyware. Because he's, he's fascinating because when you see him in action, it's how when he has a conversation with someone, they would say something to him. And he would be, he, the way he processes it, the way he picks up on the intricacies of the language that they use, the very words that they use. And why did you choose that word? Why is it you say that? Oh, my God, it's fascinating. Because when someone says something, you just, you kind of just take the sentence as it is, but the way he breaks it down and digs into people is so interesting. I started to kind of model that myself. You know, I like to try and see how I can improve in that way to really get deep with someone when you're coaching them. You know, he's he's very very good. You know, I don't know whether it become, comes from his background. You know, he's got he's highly intelligent yet se- severely dyslexic. Mm-hmm. So the, the way he's, the, you know, language is to him is different to other people. Yeah. You know, the way he processes these things in his huge brain. He definitely <laughs> he sees things differently. And I couldn't agree more. Tremendous communicator. The first, when I first spoke to him, his first question or thought was, well, what do we mean by communication? You know, let's go back to what communication means and, and what does communication mean to you versus me? You know, so we, just like you're saying, we dove into what the words are, but what do we really mean by the words? What underlies mm-hmm. the words? And it's just yeah. fascinating to talk to. So guys, definitely go check out that episode um, with Lee Turneyware. Now, last question for you is where can folks find you? Where can they learn more about what you're up to and connect with you? Well, you can find me on paulamacnicholas.com. Uh, and I'm quite happy to link in on LinkedIn. Here's a good place to find me. Um, but on polymanicles.com, you can download resources on, on productivity killers that are stealing your time and destroying your profits. I also do regular webinars uh, on the three keys to double your, double your profits and double your time off. So you might find a little bit more about my 3C framework. <laughs> um, so like that's available for you to contact me through the website and to be able to sign up for those. Oh, I advertise them on LinkedIn anyway. But yeah, so just connect with me and I can help you out. You can book, you can even book a free call with me so we can have a look at where you're at and where you need to get to and what we can do about that. Very cool. Do you work virtually with global, globally with clients? I do. Yes. Globally, like say via Zoom and what a great opportunity it has been for for people like me in -hmm. business this last year, you know, even last week. I was speaking to someone in Arizona and someone in New Hampshire. So, you know, I'm getting around the States a little bit. And I was speaking to someone in India as well. (laughs) So he said the next webinar I'll be doing will be for the time zones around Europe, Africa and and the States. And then around 
well, I should say America, and um, and then I'm going to do one for the other side of the world for um, Asia and Australia. But uh, yes, yeah, so, and 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 people in America need to get used to me just having a little conversation about the weather at the beginning because <laughs> <laughs> over here in Ireland we always start with the weather, which is really freaky for people in Arizona uh, in the summertime because you know I'm going well it's raining today or you know it's a bit overcast uh, but the sun's <laughs> trying to come out and they just go water all sunshine for me honey <laughs> indeed, indeed. I know I'm, I'm looking at snow out the window right now so yeah got a couple inches yeah. last night and we made a little snowman with my three-year-old daughter she was super excited oh, she loves snow but that's so cool. no, actually Idaho was the other one um yeah because they they have a lot of snow now in Idaho yeah and uh, yeah, New Hampshire was a uh, negative three last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I can tell you all the temperatures from the ones I was speaking to last yes, week. Yes, you can. So if you'd like to <laughs> get more efficient, reach out to Paula. But if you need the weather forecast, you can also reach out to Paula. <laughs> she has you covered. But Paula, thank you so much for the time today. I thought it was a great conversation. And I love diving into the specifics when we're thinking about small business and entrepreneurs, because I think it's... Uh, they're some of the most wonderful people in the world, but they a lot of them really need help trying to get their lives back from the vision of their business, right? And be able to live both the vision of their business and the vision of their lives. I think it's great that you're helping them do that. So I, I just appreciate the time today. Thank you. Thank you, Greg. Don't let the momentum stop now. Continue your path towards connecting at another level by joining the Communication Nation. We'll be discussing today's topics as well as more real-world solutions to transforming your life personally and professionally at facebook.com slash groups slash join the communication nation. Remember, you're only one good conversation away from transforming your business and life. And that conversation starts right here on The Art of Communication.